I speak to you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, it is my delight to be with you this morning, bringing greetings from the city of Jerusalem, from the people of the Diocese of Jerusalem. I am really glad that you just start launching the communion in the Middle East. Several years ago, the Women's Guild of the Diocese of Jerusalem planned a trip to a village between Galilee and Samaria called Burkin to visit one of the oldest churches in the Holy Land built in the 4th or 5th century, the Church of the Ten Lepers was named after the ten lepers Jesus healed on his way to Jerusalem. There is something particular about Jesus' ministry in relation to Samaria and the Samaritans. Our reading from Luke tells us about Jesus healing ten lepers, at least one of whom was Samaritan, this leper was the only one to return and offer appreciation to Jesus. In John 4, we read about Jesus' encounter with a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. The parable of the Good Samaritan is about encountering others and risking oneself for the sake of those at risk. Jesus ends the parable with a command, go and do likewise. What interests me about Jesus and the Samaritans in his plan to incorporate them into his messianic project, in spite of religious, cultural, and relational proscriptions against mixing that were in operation at the time. We know that antagonism between Jews and Samaritans led to separation and enmity. Jesus' connection with the Samaritans revealed his willingness to challenge religious and cultural norms that interfered with God's plan for his beloved family. Encountering and healing victims of social, economic, and political ideologies was an integral part of Jesus' ministry of reconciliation. And Jesus must need go through Samaria, this, is, this establishing the mountains of race and the hegemony of whiteness. African-American sociologist, Cheryl Townsend Gilix argues that Jesus' encounter is a prophetic act 
that aims to dismantle institutionalized discrimination and offer an alternative, one that restores and reintegrates community. Jesus outreach is an act of unity against separatism. It is an act of solidarity with the excluded. That Jesus went through Samaria put him on a path to healing the divided nations and therefore preparing a highway for God's witness to go forward to the world. Samaria matters to Jesus because it fulfills the prophetic declarations that all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Gilix reports an association between Samaria and leprosy. In gospel accounts of Jesus' ministry, both Samaritans and lepers were considered by the prevailing religion and culture to be unclean and therefore best left isolated. Healing leprosy, says Gilks, is equivalent, is not equivalent to treating an individual somatic problem. It is rather an act of restoration and reconciliation. He writes, lepers were outsiders who experienced the greatest ex exclusion and segregation from their circumstances. They were the ultimate strangers. Furthermore, lepers were compelled to participate in their own oppression by loudly advertising their situation. The lepers whom Jesus met saw him as a liberator of the mar marginalized. The Samaria and the Samaritan who returned saw Jesus as a reconciler and a friend. He understood that his relationship with a Jew was restorative and that having encountered Jesus, he could approach Jews safely in the future. Jesus' healing ministry redeemed human dignity and restored the relational dimension of the image of God. Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman is one of the most beloved biblical stories. Jacob's Well is a famous location in the heart of the West Bank, just outside Nablus, my hometown. Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman indicates his determination to stand with those who experience exclusion and discrimination. The story depicts Jesus representing a God who sides with the least, the lost, and the excluded. Reflecting on Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman, John Perkins explains that Jesus' mission was centered on those disqualified and at risk. His goal was to affirm human dignity and break down walls of distrust. Jesus went to the people 
wherever he found them, he had compassion for them. He attended to their needs. Jesus teaches us in order to help transform souls and societies. Christians need to place themselves among the poor, the sick, and the discriminated against. The encounter at Jacob's well, writes Gilks, highlights the way in which Jesus approaches the disestablishment of hegemony and privilege in a style that emphasizes relationship and, rev and revelation as pathways to transformation, social justice, and the beloved community. In Jesus' time, confusion as to who considered kin and neighbor and alien prompted the earnest lawyer's questions, who is my neighbor? Jesus answered with the story of the Good Samaritan, an outsider who moved with pity to where the unknown wounded person and risking his safety rescued him. The story sought to overcome the community's distrust of different others. Jesus' prophetic mission sought to liberate love from confinement within ethnicity. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Jesus transformed the human understanding of God and of neighbor. Both God and neighbor had been confined within ideological, cultural, and religious norms, but God cannot be boxed in. God's Spirit has always been active among all people. In his life and ministry, Jesus went to places of forsakenness and denial, sharing the conditions of those belittled by privilege and power. By encountering that excluded, Jesus affirmed human dignity and broke down walls of distrust. Jesus' example is one of self-emptying, a necessary move for anyone trying to understand the problem facing our world today. Engaging victims in their context provides connections, builds relationships, and enables healing and restoration. Healing the lepers restored, restored them to the community and to religious institutions. Jesus resisted the separationist understanding of religion by healing and restoring alienated individuals and groups. What is the significance today of Jesus' mission through Samaria? In light of the mountain calls to build walls and induce separation, whether in the Middle East or the United States of America, long before people invented race, as says Gilgs, they invented ways of separating themselves from one another. And when they had the power, they undermined those from whom they wished to separate. Jesus' engagement with Samaria 
and the significance of Jacob's will bring to mind the reconciliation story of Esau and Jacob, which preceded the purchase of the land on which Jacob's well was constructed. Jesus certainly believed that reconciliation is possible, that integration is necessary. Jesus must have known the verse in Genesis where Jacob tells his brother, truly to see your face is like seeing the face of God. At the well, Jesus rejected geographic definitions of holiness. God cannot be contained within territorial zones. God is spirit, and those who worship need not pray in Jerusalem or Samaria, but rather in spirit and truth alone. If Christianity is to be useful in the project of human liberation and reconciliation, it is important to grasp the ways in which Jesus' ministry provides understanding of God, neighbor, and creation. When people relate as equals, finite creatures, they will be able to foresee and construct a just future where they can live together and celebrate one another. From his Birmingham prison cell, King wrote, we are caught in an inseparable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. When relationships are in the line with God's intentions for the world, they break down divisions and separations. They strengthen communities, allowing all members to stand together in solidarity. The world to pursue the common good. They transform the world to pursue the common good. During his encounter with the Samaritan woman, Jesus declared that God is spirit. The spirit of God is unlimited with respect to identity and mission. The Spirit of God is energy that maintains differentiation and reunification. The Spirit is active in God's creative power. In Jesus' redemptive love and in its continuous presence and activity in, in the world, the Spirit is limitlessly active, moving, energetic, and, tra and transformative. The Spirit reveals God's face in the faces of all people on earth. Amen.